Hello and welcome back to the Business of Show Business podcast with me, your host, Jamie Boddy. Unpacking the skills needed for the entertainment and creative industries and celebrating those already in them. Today's podcast episode celebrates all of the swings out there. Whether in the wings or an onstage swing, they step in and cover multiple roles to make sure that that show runs, whether someone is injured, sick or away on holiday. I'm joined by Jen Caldwell, who's appeared in musicals such as Mamma Mia, Shrek the Musical, Million Dollar Quartet, Knights of the Rose, American Idiot, and is currently touring the UK in the smash hit musical Six. While in those shows, she's been in the ensemble, she has covered the lead roles, she's been a resident director, a resident choreographer, and I think that earns her the stamp of a super swing. It is such an eye-opening episode, I'm sure you're going to love it, so let's get on with the show. Today on the Business of Show Business podcast, I'm joined by super swing Jen Caldwell, Jen is currently touring the UK and Ireland in the smash hit musical Six. How are you, Jen? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. It's so weird because I feel like I always meet you like it's always a year or two increments. It's yes. always like in a slightly different setup or a different show. So Honestly, we're both doing different things every time. And I'm like, oh, you're doing this now. Oh, I'm doing this now. It's great. I love like, that. The hustle is real. Oh, yes. 100%. So you are currently on tour with Six, which is obviously a smash hit musical that has taken the world by storm now. It's like almost in like every continent. Mm-hmm. How's the show going? It's amazing. I feel like really lucky to be back and doing theatre because there are still so many people that that aren't back doing what they love and are still waiting or like their shows have been unfortunately cancelled. So the fact that I think our producers were really proactive in getting us back, that we were one of the first shows to open and it was just, yeah, it's going really well and it's selling really well and people seem to be having a great time and I'm having a great time. So yeah. I actually, when I saw it in the West End, mm-hmm. I obviously was a bit merry as you get with that type of show. Oh. I accidentally threw wine over the man next to me and he was with his two children, but he was loving yeah. it. He was like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Because um, I was just so into it and you bob along, don't you? And then I was oh, like, absolutely. absolutely. It's so catchy. I think I've been doing it for, I mean, like with COVID times included, it's been nearly two years now since we started rehearsals. Gosh, that's gone so quick. And obviously with COVID, I guess one of the beauties of this show is it's got quite a small cast and you can socially distance on stage within reason. Absolutely, yeah. And we're doing, I mean, aggressive testing all the time. So we test every single day. Even on our days off, our travel days, we still do testing. So it's been, I think the, pro- the the protocols and everything that they've put in place has meant that, I mean, we've only had to cancel one week so far, which is great. That's amazing. Um, and that's why I'm so excited to get you on the show because I've had a few listeners message in over the seasons to be like, right, we want to know more about like what dance captains do, what resident directors do, what swings do. Because I think swinging in itself is such a unique skill set that not everyone has the aptitude to pick up, nor not everyone wants to do. So first of all, let's quickly talk about Six and the show and your role within Six. Amazing. Um, So I am an alternate. Um, There are four like alternates and swings within the production. So we have three alternates and one super swing. So I'm alternate 
Anne Boleyn and Catherine Howard, um, but I also cover the other four. So we cover, we all cover all six basically. And I've played all six. And then our super swing is there when, you know, obviously things go wrong or people are ill or, um, but she covers all six across the board and can go on for anyone at any time. So, yeah. Because you've done it both in the West End and on tour. And also I'm just looking at your CV I've got it in front of me. Oh my God. You like, you've been like swing cover, resident director of American Idiot, swing and cover in Knights of the Rose. You, I think if I scroll down your extensive CV. Oh, stop it. You're There's like, like four things. You've covered in Mamma Mia, you've covered in Shrek. Yeah. So you literally oh. have that brain that processes lots of different things because you have to have like your, your swing Bible, don't you? Yes. And that is something that the way that this is not the way that everyone works, I will precursor that because I don't know how it stays in my brain, but it stays in my brain. <laughs> so my process of learning it is to make the swing maps. So I try and learn as much as I can before rehearsals. I try and learn all of the script. I try and learn every single you know song. If we get the music, I try and learn all the different harmony lines just so I'm kind of on top of it and not overwhelmed when I go into a room. And then I make the swing Bible throughout rehearsals and throughout tech. And that's kind of how it cements in my brain. So my swing map, I then don't use it unless I really, really need to, because once it's in, it's kind of in. With six, I think it's different to a lot of other swing jobs because you've got, there's only six people and the choreography is, pretty much one side or the other side. So it's not like loads of different bits of partner work and loads of different traffic. And, you know, it's, it's actually in terms of physically, it's quite easy for me, not for everyone. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know, my brain just seems to have always worked that way. So I think I'm very lucky, but being a swing, I think everybody needs to at least try it. Even if it scares you, try it because you might love it because it terrified me. Oh my gosh, it terrified me. And I did it and I was like, oh, I love this so much. So. <laughs> I guess one of the, um, the beauties of being like freelance performers is the mm. variety. But when you are, you're in a show, which obviously mm. you love, but when you're doing eight shows a week for a year, if not longer, do you find then kind of having that spice with the swing tracks or covering kind of a nice little injection of energy? A hundred percent. You never really get bored. Even if you're on for, I think I did, I was on for Anne Boleyn for like six weeks. Um, and I was kind of, I was getting like itchy feet. I was like, I want to do another track now. I need to do something <laughs> else. Um, uh, so yeah, it, but it does give you that variety and it means that you don't kind of go into autopilot. You're always thinking, everything is always kind of fresh and you've always got different people that you're on with. So yeah, there's always different combinations of people. So it does, it, it, it stops that kind of monotony that you, you can get if you're doing, you know, if you listen to Dancing Queen 16 times a week for a year, you know, and you're doing <laughs> and you're doing the, the the sways and yeah so it helps break that a little bit and then so when you're creating a swing book and obviously it's different for each show you do what yeah. is in that so someone someone found that on the tube would it make sense to them or would they be like what is it how do you have to draw the stage 
that it would make no sense to anyone. <laughs> I think everyone, everyone's is also kind of different to them. So how I would do a swing map is not the same as um, maybe Harriet, our dance captain, you know, she might do it a little bit differently or um, so basic, we get given a kind of bird's eye view of the stage and we get like little stage plans. So our stage manager or DSM will normally kind of draw one up or associate director. I think it was Franny, our associate director, drew one up this time for us. And it's kind of to scale. No, not to scale, is it? Because that would mean it was um, <laughs> You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Is it like in Friends um, and you have to get in the map like Joey? Is that what it is? Absolutely. Yeah, it's very small, but yeah. But then I draw like little colour-coded dots. And that means that like each color coded dot represents each character. And then I'll, I'll draw a formation and then each character will have arrows that move like to where their next position is. And I'll like right at the side, this is like, they move on this lyric or this part of the song. And like, there's weird things that we have in six where there are things that have names for no reason. There's one part that's like dolphin taps. If anyone saw that, they'd be like, what is that? But it's like a little section of X wives where we're all in a line and we're all like tapping and we look like dolphins. So that's <laughs> dolphin So yeah, but I think if anyone picked it up on the street, they'd put it in the bin probably because they'd have no idea what it was. They wouldn't think, oh, this is obviously a trainer at SeaWorld. She's training a dolphin <laughs> to go around this track. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and have you had any instances where you've had to swap track mid-show or maybe some of the other shows when you act one, act two and go in for someone, because that happens. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Like on American Idiot, um, which is what I did before six, I was on stage swing. I covered one of the lead girls and I was the resident director. So it was a lot, a lot of, it was a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it would get to a point it was a really physical show like it was really dancey and a lot of it was quite thrashy and people would hurt their necks and people would hurt their their shins and things like that and it would get to a point even like mid act one act one was so busy especially for the girls it was quick change after quick change after quick change number after number and everything was so high energy um that we would get to a like a number and someone would come off and be like, I can't do the next number. So I'd have to like jump on or I'd have to like re-block the show kind of as we go, tell people like really subtly on stage or like in the wings before we go, I'd be like, there's no, there's no Raquel, I'm going to do that. So, and they'd be like, what? As they run on stage. Um, so yeah, that is quite stressful. But again, that adds to the excitement of it, I think. And it's, it again adds to that, that feeling of, of never, never getting bored, even though you're, you know, I'll finish, I used to finish shows on like a Saturday night of American Idiot and I would be exhausted and I'd be like, that's so stressful. I never want to do that again. And it'd happen. I'd be like, oh, actually, it's really exciting. Um, and it's happened on six a few times where, um, like I think I've been on, I've been thrown on mid-show once, um, but other people have also been thrown on mid-show. Yeah, it's stressful. And it's one of those things, isn't it? Where it's like, you can't even show like, look how hard I'm trying because the audience don't need to know. So it's all exactly. so weird. I'm doing really good, but I can't tell anyone. 
I don't want you to know how difficult this is, you know? So you're just, you're like, it's proper, I'd say being a swing is like, it's that swan analogy, isn't it? Where you're like floating on the top and you just look all regal and majestic and like everything's really easy and underneath your feet are like paddling and going and going and going and going and going. And going. So yeah. Yeah, that, I think that that sums up being a swing perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> and you, obviously, you've done a lot of touring in your career. That must also have an impact on your role as a swing, as a dance captain, as a resident choreographer, because each stage could be slightly different and sometimes mm. the, you might lose a lot of backstage space. So does that, how does that impact you at the moment? In terms of six, um, it's it's it doesn't have that much effect on on cast and on swings because um we have one set we have one costume we don't really go we go off to put a rough on um and take the rough off and that's kind of it so you know if there's not a lot of wing space it doesn't affect us that much because last week we we're at the oxford playhouse um and it was it, it's tight like it was tight it's quite a tight um stage so you just make it work but like everything kind of moves in a little bit but it, do, it really doesn't affect us we've got like standardized numbers but i remember on american idiot we turned up to um oh, where was it i think we'd just come from southampton which is about 2000 seater theater and it's huge and we went to malvern it was which is so beautiful it's one of the most beautiful places i've ever been but the theater's you know it's quite tight and i arrived and i always used to get there early just in case as a resident and a swing you have to get everywhere early because you never know who you're gonna be, <laughs> what's happening so i arrived i think like two hours early popped my head into the wings and just i just gasped and i saw our, our tech stage manager and i was like how how much space have we lost and he was like oh we've had to cut down two and a half meters of stage and i was like okay so then i spent the next kind of hour reblocking the whole show like cutting people from numbers oh it was so stressful <laughs> oh gosh bless you and i think people i think unless yeah. you've been on stage you don't understand like there's so many bits of tape or there's numbers because you'll be like you're on stage mm. five or whatever it is yes. And people don't realise, and I think, again, even, at, I don't know if it was the same for you at college, but at college, we didn't have numbers on stage in our shows. No, no. And then you get in the real world and you're like, oh, what's this? <laughs> like, I didn't, I, when I worked at Tokyo Disney, they also had letters coming up. So that you'd be like, right, what? you're on stage right, um, C4. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. So it it's like, some kind of grid system. <laughs> yeah, it was like some kind of, I felt like the Rain Man, every number being like, here's a read block. And I'm like, oh. just like C4 to D5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and with touring, do you, mm. you obviously you love it because you're doing it. Yes. How do you manage that? Because obviously sometimes if a tour, you might be in a, um, a put down for longer. So you're there for maybe a couple of weeks. Other times it could be a handful of days. How do yeah. you manage the the tour in life because again that is quite brutal especially if you've done like an eight show week and then you're straight on that tour bus like that's mm -hmm. brutal yes it's hard work i think i've been touring since the dawn of time um <laughs> since, since 2014 so seven years now and 
I think I was very lucky in the way that my first tour was one that sat down in venues for a little while. I, I, we got to sit down in venues. I got to kind of get accustomed to that tour life. And it wasn't as like, go, 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 go. And then my next tour was weeklies, which bl it blows my mind and it still blows my mind. You know, I got to Nottingham on Tuesday and we leave on Sunday. And then we go, so like that's five days. That it's, it, it gets very tiring, I think. Weeklies especially are very tiring. And you don't really, especially as a cover, because we have cover rehearsals, um, we don't really get to explore where we are very much, which makes me sad. But you know, if you if you do get those tours where you sit down, it's 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 much nicer, I think. Weeklies are very taxing. And, and I, I think, go on. <laughs> you go no, you go, tell me. No, 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 I can't remember what I was gonna say now. Is it, and it's, in a way it's nice because you can get friends or family you may not seen in ages who live in these like smaller towns, you're like, great. But then as you <laughs> said, you're either exhausted or you might have to be on vocal rest or you can't go out too late. Yep, yes. And I think as a swing, that's even harder because, you know, if you do, if you do one track every day, you know what, what your body is expecting of you. So you know how to manage it. You know how to find, you find that balance. So you can, you know, there might be one night you go out, have a, have a big old night, and then you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, no, I can't sing my track. Um, and then, but, but you know what you can handle. Whereas as a swing, you, you don't know. You don't know who you could be on for. So if I'm on, if I was on for Anne Boleyn tomorrow, I know that I could do that. Even if I'm tired, I could probably do that. But I might not be on for Anne Boleyn. I might be on for Catherine of Aragon, which I was the other day. And I was like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is a real vocal shock for me. So you have to kind of behave yourself a little bit more. So you don't really get that as much of a kind of social life as everyone else, which is quite sad. <laughs> and with swings and covers, in an ideal world, how far in advance would you know? And then obviously we'll go on the flip side and when it's like emergency, you find out. But is it normally that you'll be sat in the theatre and it'll be half an hour call and you would know if you were going on particularly? Yeah. So no, especially as an alternate, we have like scheduled shows every week. So I'll have this week I'm on for Amberlynn tomorrow. Next week I'll be on for Catherine Howard on whatever day. Um, so... But then we have cutoff times. So there are cutoff times that are established by the company manager. Um, and it's like, okay, well, if we have an eight o'clock show, the cutoff is three o'clock. So then we will hopefully know by three o'clock what we're going to be doing. That's an ideal world. <laughs> we don't live in an ideal world, do we? No. <laughs> um, you know, people do go off. Because because you come in and you think, I can do it. Yeah, I can absolutely do it. And it gets to warm up and your body goes, ah, no. Um, and then we get, you know, can you do a par? Can you do a Berlin? Can you do a this? Can you do a that? And you your brain goes, okay, yeah, right, yeah, okay. And then you have to run, put your makeup on and think about where on earth you stand and what you sing and what you say. And so. then not show it to the audience. Fab. Yeah, exactly. 
there's a thing that we that I that we call swing eyes, um, <laughs> and I it's I was on for for Aragon recently, and I hadn't been on for probably about two years or a year and a half or something, and I was just standing on stage, and you're like really frantically looking from side to side, but like smiling at the same time because you're like I don't want anyone to know that I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> you're like looking side to side really really quickly, like where am I going? Where am I going? Where am I going? So yeah, that's that's a thing. So if you ever see anyone that looks like that on stage, it's probably a swing. Swing eyes. You just give them extra empathy if you see Let's them. Just give them love. They work <laughs> really, really hard. Jen is an absolute superstar and she explains so clearly what a swing does. I hope as this episode goes on, you understand more about this pivotal role that is needed within a show and also to actually help demystify what a swing does so we can fully appreciate them. So whether that is you are a fan of the show or you stand at stage door, swings are absolutely amazing. Later on in the episode, Jen does give out her social handle so you can follow her online. So let's get back on with the show. It is changing, but there is a slight stigma around if someone books tickets to a show and a swings on or an understudy, more so what with what's considered A-list casting, say, or celeb casting, and then an understudy yeah. swings on. How does that sit with you? And I think with six, it's very different because I think obviously you tell me you're in the show, it might not be different, but I think <laughs> you're, you're all rock stars. Everyone's part is so equal. Like yeah. there's not a lead, if that makes sense. You're all leads. But yeah, how do you, how does that stigma sit with you with, oh, it's the swing on the understudy on? Yeah, it's, it's up until six, I've always had that as a cover, as a swing. You know, I've been covering for 10 years and and you always feel like, you have to work extra hard because there are people that are there that will be disappointed that it's it's not the celebrity or it's not the the main cast um and it's like i i find it really hard because you just think we're all trained we've all worked really hard i can i can cover this part as well as doing maybe six other parts so please like it makes me feel like people don't appreciate the talent of understudies but understudies can do more than one thing swings can do more than one thing and it's it's hard but with six i've never known anything like it understudies like swings and covers and alternates are so championed and it's it's amazing and i think it's because of the the message of the show and the nature of the show that you know it's about empowering each other and it's about you're not comparing yourself to other people and not you know, letting yourself be defined by xyz so and i think that's as well um gabby who's our costume designer was quite clear on the fact that she wanted the alternates to have their own costumes and i think the direction uh, the direct the directorial team as well were very keen on that because it means that no one will compare us no one will be like Oh, they're playing Berlin, so therefore they're wearing the green, and therefore I'm going to compare them to who normally plays Berlin. Like we're completely different. We've got different costumes on. We've got different looks. We play it differently, and I I love that, and I love the support that we get. There are people that try and like try and come to watch the show when when alternates are on, and they try and see all the alternates playing every different role. It's madness. I love it. 
Yeah, I saw, I think it was, it was for yourself. I saw on Twitter, like a fan of the show had put like a mega, a mega mix of you playing each role together. Yeah, yeah. the last time um, the, I played, I think Aragon was the last one that I did. Um, and that was in February, 2020. Um, but I, I'd come off stage and about 10 minutes later that had been made. I was like, this is madness. <laughs> this is so cool it's really nice that that people appreciate the work that it takes and I get loads of messages as well that's like you know I, I I'm I can't believe that you do all six and and I've seen you as x y and z and and you're great at this and this and this and it's it's really you work really hard and we all really notice it and you just go thank you <laughs> finally Oh, I love that. Because I guess when you're on stage, like, you obviously, you see the gratification with the applause, but it's so nice when the audience go above and beyond. And it kind of makes all that hard work more, like, worth it, doesn't it? A hundred percent, yeah. And I mean, we can't do stage door at the moment because we're, we're under very strict rules, COVID rules, so we can keep open. But um, when when we used to do stage door, it was... I've never known anything like that. The support and the people that take the time to come to Stage Door to see us. We're just we're just like normal girls. We're 10 normal girls that are just doing our jobs. But people, something really seems to resonate, whether that is the show or whether it's the, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I love it. Yeah, it well, I think the great thing about the show, obviously, I would say no spoilers, but if you know history, you know the show. Um, sure. <laughs> but it's, it's educational. It's like, if, you, if you're not a huge musical theatre fan, it's kind of like a bit like a concert environment. It's good for like female empowerment. I think it, it ticks so many boxes without trying to virtual signal. They're not like, we have to do this. So we get that. It's, it just is, and it just happens to, to be phenomenal. Mm. It's, I, think it was, I think it's filled a gap that that was I think it's filled a gap that was there in the industry and in it just seems to resonate with so many people of so many different ages as well um when I was in Oxford my landlord came to watch uh who I was staying with and I think he was I mean I don't I don't want to say how old he was but he was you know collected his pension um <laughs> you know and he came to watch the show and I was like oh my gosh I don't know I don't know if this is going to be his thing um and I saw him afterwards and he was like that's one of the best things I've ever seen and he absolutely loved it it was so great it was so great it appeals to everyone I think how oh, is gosh. it no, that's great. But again, to be in a show you're still passionate about two years on is amazing. How does it feel to perform? Because obviously there's no intermission. How does it mm -hmm. feel to perform a show that's non-stop? Because as an audience member, it goes so quickly because it is like a concert. Yeah. But I imagine if you do need like a cheeky wee or something, it's hard for you because you're in, you can't leave the stage apart from like a hot You can't leave the stage. And also you can't get out of those costumes. <laughs> Not in the time that you would need. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of layers. There's a lot going on. So if you don't weed before the show, good luck. Good luck to you. Yeah. Um, I think Jodie Steele, who was in the cast before um, lockdown, I think described it perfectly. 
because you know a lot of musicals are like a pint so you know you take sips it lasts a long you know it lasts a little bit longer you don't have to sit and drink it in one you don't have to down it you can pop it down have a breather and go back to it when you want six is a shot <laughs> you know it's the same alcohol content maybe more and it's just you get it down you really quickly and it's this you it's a lot I've, i don't have ever sweat so much on a job in my life it's hard it's really hard deceptively hard i think because you do it so effortlessly oh you know i'm, I'm, I'm being a swan you know <laughs> yeah Let's quickly talk about another kind of moment that was probably a sweaty shock moment was when Knights of the Rose, you were working in front of house, weren't you? Yeah. And then, bam, there she is. Uh, throw the ice cream out. She's up on stage. Yeah, that was a fun day. But how long have you said, so for anyone listening who hasn't, doesn't know the story, you were working in front of house as performers do in between jobs. You're auditioning, you're front of house. Obviously, therefore, seeing the show because you're working it. And then someone goes down sick. I'd never seen it. Oh, had you not? <laughs> I was on the box office. I was on the box office. So I was out front selling the tickets. Um, I think I'd watched like a number maybe. And that was kind of it. I did it, but you know, I don't like to be like, yes, I'd, I'd never done this. Because I did audition for it. So I'm getting like, I auditioned for it. I'm holding my hands up. I got to finals for it and I didn't get it. Um, so I'd, I'd sung, I mean, it was songs that everyone knew. So it was like the eighties kind of rock songs, like um, holding out for a hero. And um, oh, what was the first one? Blaze of glory. I'm going down in a blaze. It's all that kind of stuff. Um, so it was songs that you knew, and even if you didn't know them really well, they're easy enough to to kind of try, muddle your way through. Um, but yeah, it was, it, I don't know what came over me, to be honest. <laughs> they just asked if I could do it. And I was like, at first I said, no, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I can. And then I got Raki on the phone, who was the director, and she'd literally just cast me in American Idiot that week. So she said, um, do you think you could do it? And I was like, mate, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the show. She went, right, we'll, we'll cut the track down. So you, um, we just do like little, like three or four scenes. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. And I think that's it. If I was to ever advise anyone who's a swing or a cover or who wants to do it, or just say yes, just always say yes. What's the worst that can happen? You know, people are not going to let you go on stage if it's dangerous, if you're going to hurt yourself or anyone else. If you know the script ish, if you know the songs ish, just say yes, just do it. Like it's such a great opportunity and it's, you know, it's a good story, isn't it? You know? It really is, yes. <laughs> what do you like to do, Jen, out of performing? What do you yeah. do to kind of get good headspace, just to relax, recharge? Do you have any other extracurricular hobbies or anything like that? Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, I, I like to exercise um, and I, it sounds like, 
I don't want to sound like preachy or like anything, but you know, I'm in my thirties now and I, I feel like I want to make sure that I stay fit and I stay able to do shows and my body kind of keeps ticking over because your body hurts. Everything gets a bit more of a shock when (laughs) I I came back into rehearsals and my body was like, Oh, Oh no. (laughs) this is hard so i try and keep on top of that i do a lot of yoga um and i've just trained to be a teacher which is great which i love um but that kind of keeps me calm i think as well and i like to eat good food one of the perks of touring is quite often you don't have your own kitchen so you have to go out so you can treat yourself or like you're going to eat something you wouldn't cook after a show because you're knackered you just go to a restaurant and order it yeah and you find like in every city I try not to eat in places that are like chain places because the chain places are everywhere and if you want something and you know what you're like I want to know what I'm going to have you can go to chain places but I don't like to do that I like to find independent restaurants and coffee shops things because I mean a you're supporting local business which is really cool and b you might somewhere you might find somewhere that's like an absolute gem. I found so many places in the different venues that I've been to in the last seven years um, that are just amazing, and I and I will go back to them because I know that they're amazing. It's almost like you need your own like touring cookbook that you could release. So if any publishers oh out there, <laughs> the, the 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 what would we call it? The musical theatre tour guide to go no that's rubbish (laughs) i think like um a food roadmap type vibe like Like the best restaurants in every thing for in every city that that has a big theater because also you need to like you said you need to fuel your body because especially as a swing or understudy a standby it's there's almost that extra level of pressure of self-care that quite often as performers we neglect yeah we just push through so yeah you have to do a lot of self-care and you have to do a lot of self-study as well I think people don't realize how um how beneficial it is to do things for yourself so like last night in the shows three three of us uh the three swings that were not on stage or were not in you know that were in the building last night we sat together and we all practiced our harmonies together and we also had a face mask on, you know? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, because it's like practical, but then also for yourself, like for your own benefit. So that's very good. Exactly. We've got that balance really worked out. Quite <laughs> well. um, so who or what inspires you? Is there like a person, a book? anyone that's kind of helped it's hard isn't it? if someone asked me that I'd be like because there's so many yeah. but is there anyone or anything that's kind of inspired you along your journey I've got a few actually Ooh. I've got I've, I know thank you I've come prepared <laughs> um I got um so Julie Walters is Julie Walters and Victoria Wood are they they are it for me they're wonderful um in terms of talent in terms of humor in terms of just the way that they work or worked um I just wonderful if I could be Julie Walters I'd be the happiest person in the whole world um also 
the women in my my family actually from when I was little my grandma used to sing with a big band during the war um and her voice was awesome she had this really like low kind of sexy voice when she sang and I always used to like sit and listen to her sing and I was just in awe and my mum um used to be a club singer in the 80s and her voice is amazing so um I used to sit and watch musicals with my grandma and used to sing in the car with my mum so that really inspired me to do it and I think I remember finding out from my grandma like we were watching all the old school kind of golden age musicals and um my grandma was like I can't even remember. I cannot even remember what she said. I was probably about three, but I found out from her that you could do that as a job. That you could you could do it. And I was like, <laughs> "Sorry, what?" And that was it. That was it from then. And I think as well, just it sounds so kind of yeah. I just really love my industry, but I really do. If I go and watch a show, a musical, anything, it inspires me constantly i saw a little clip um of chicago that's just been on in the states and i was just i, I was i'm gonna cry i love musical theater so much and it sounds really sad but i do i'm just so I, it, every time i see something i watched my friends in priscilla when we were in oxford and i was so it just fills me with so much joy and i'm like okay yeah because there are days where it's like it's really difficult. You're having a day where it feels a bit like work. You're tired, you're a bit stressed. And then I went and I'm like, oh, I don't know how much longer I can do this. And then I went to watch Priscilla and I was like, no, I love this so much. I love this industry. I love it. I, I couldn't do anything else. So. Oh no, that's so nice. I think, again, I think when you get to a point maybe when you don't get that buzz or fulfillment, that's good to maybe explore other skills and other things. It's no, it's so good yeah. that you are still loving it. Um, and I will let you go. But do you have any quotes or mantras or advice that you would like to give or anything that's helped you along the way? I always like to remember that you're never too old or successful or too big to listen and learn from other people never like someone who's fresh out of drama school could come into a job and approach something in a way that makes you go oh my god that's amazing and it can shift your way of thinking about things and it just keeps everything fresh and you are constantly learning i love to like constantly learn give me notes accept notes because they make you better. And where can people find you online so they can follow you on tour or go to one of your yoga classes when you can teach? Oh, I know, I'm really excited about that. Um, on Twitter, I think, what is my handle on Twitter? Jennifer underscore cold. And on Instagram, which is different, which is so helpful, um, <laughs> is jcoldwell6889. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy the rest of tour. Thank you so much. It's been lovely chatting with you. 
So that's what a swing does. Not such an easy job now. So hopefully the next time you see a show and you flick through that show program, you take the time to read who the swings are, who the understudies are, and really look at who they are and what they've done because they are superheroes of the musical theatre world. Thank you so much, Jen. Check out the show notes to find her social media handles. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to head over to your chosen platform of listening to leave your review. And I'll be back next week with another episode.